Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Just Chatting podcast. I am here. Well, my name is Joe, and I'm here with Theo. Hello, Eva. Oh, my name is Eva. Hello. What's everyone been doing during both lockdowns then? God, I couldn't, couldn't really tell you. I mean, it's been a bit like. There's not much to do. It's been a bit boring. Everything's closed. Um, First lockdown was weird. No one really knew what was happening, I guess. So just staying inside, really. Not yeah. much to do. Yeah. Well, when did the first one happen? It happened like January or February, didn't it? Yeah, About it was eight like proper ago. lockdown March time. And then... I literally, I can remember the first, like, the last couple hours before lockdown. I was, it was like the day before. I was walking home from a mate's house and it was just like, we're just deep in it. Like, <laughs> what if we never come out? What if this current thing never goes away? It's crazy. Like, it's pretty it's scary. Four weeks and now it's been like nearly a year. <laughs> yeah, I swear it was like COVID's first birthday the other day or something. Yeah, that's true, it was. <laughs> <laughs> COVID's <laughs> first birthday. Yeah. The first case in China, it's been a year. <laughs> the the day it got produced in a lab and then because it definitely came from bats and pigeons, didn't it? It definitely came from, what was it, these weird bacteria on my bats. It wasn't actually bats. It's just what they were carrying. Any, yeah, anyway, it's it's, yeah. it's a bit mad. Still bit, going on. It's a bit scoffed. People just being dumb, really. Yeah. Everything that's going on. You had that second lockdown. You had the riots at, um, at College Green. Oh, yeah, a bunch mm. of protests. It had people shooting fireworks at each other. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. What is that about? Um, what would that solve? I don't know. They were just going... Like, was, at the end of the day, it's their fault they're on the second lockdown and they're the ones having a go. Like, I mean, if you just like stayed at home, it wouldn't be there. I think the government's opinions clash a lot with young people's opinions, so riots are happening a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, my mates were telling me about... Um, what was happening in the college green and um it's a bit gruesome some parts like fireworks being shot at each other some guys like that's extreme some apparently some guy had a firework shot right next to his ear and his ear, his ear was like hanging christ that's what i've been told i saw videos of people just shooting them across like just across lloyd's yeah. and then you've got literally college green itself like a bunch of people were there like the police couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. There was like how many police there was like ten police apparently. And there was crazy. about two hundred people all sat down College Green doing the most illegal stuff possible. This lockdown's really it's really bring out the worst in, in most people. Officer, no, please officer. <laughs> Ugh. I feel like a lot of people are just bored. They don't have a lot to do and yeah, they're just kinda of taking out their anger on like I don't know, I guess the government who's like... Yeah. I mean, they're not doing their best, really. No, they're definitely not doing their best. Like, this whole, this whole news about how lockdown's ending and it's going to get extended and then we're in tier three and then... And yeah, when it gets... Like the first time it's happened, but there are better ways of dealing with it, I think. Yeah. Mm, definitely. Like, I swear, first lockdown, Germany, they were almost out of it in a week because they were yeah. just, like, following the rules. And, um, yeah, with the government, like... Um, Taurus has to stay at home again. Yeah, it's fun. 
their ideas aren't really helping because they're like keeping everything open to keep people happy so they don't start riots but mm. that's also not helping mm. Yeah. the lockdown which is not what people want so it's just to make them more angry exactly I just think I don't know I mean some people have been coping it really well I, I, I haven't been really doing that much myself kind of been staying home slobbing about not really yeah. a lot of Netflix <laughs> yeah a lot of Netflix I watched through um, Misfits there's a series called Misfits where you get yeah, oh, a bunch of these kids now. have uh, superpowers. It's pretty good until season four when they run out of the good characters and they have to really stretch it out just to get a bit of money. <laughs> and then you go, oh. I'm not, I'm not really good at getting, like, starting series. I can never finish a series, I start it, and then I just don't... I can finish the series once I've started it, but starting the series is the problem. I just start a bunch of series and then never yeah, finish any of them. I have to force myself into it. Fucks. Because I just hate it. And then oh, I was a lot of YouTube as well, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I was getting really annoyed because <laughs> no one was uploading for the longest time. There's like no videos to watch. It was a massive like drought in the middle of lockdown. But there was nothing happening. It was just boredom, complete boredom. Literally nothing. And now people are streaming more often because they have nothing to do because they're actually in lockdown. Yeah. Streamers, a lot more streamers. Mainly because YouTube, they just don't pay. No one gets paid anymore. True. Yeah. You have to be 100% kid friendly if you even want to get a small amount of money. That's what, like, what was it? You can get a video with like a million views, about 100k likes, and you'll get about, you'll get about 5k off it. Mm. And you've put like that amount into it, you're not really making anything. Mm. But with streaming, you've got like, you got bits, you got subs, you got donations, mm. all of that. It was directly like to the fucking, to the... Twitch take their cut sometimes. Yeah, they take their cut, but... It's a lot worse than YouTube. YouTube, like, even on videos that are like unmonitor... Is it monetizable? Like demonetized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but e e even if the YouTuber doesn't get paid, they still put ads on the video and like... Yeah, I, I think they should make the money for themselves. You don't get much out of the ads. And especially that, oh, they, had, they increased it to two, like one out of two ads. There were like two ads oh every video. God. Just mid rolls, oh my God. And then you can't even skip them, they're like 30 seconds long. Oh, really... Some videos have got about 10 ads on them, and you can't skip any, and it's just, no, I just click off the video, so. I've had it, annoying. where I'm watching like, say, two minute video, and it's just like, a 30 second ad at the start of it yeah. so I'm literally going out of it and going back into it until yeah. it just won't show the ad because I don't want to watch the ad yeah. plus they show ads that are like hour long as well I've sometimes seen... if you refresh the page it just deletes the ad for some reason that's what I do <laughs> no I might just subscribe to YouTube premium get ad free or you get ad blocker that's what <laughs> yeah ad blocker ad blocker and there's just different ways of coping with this isn't it <laughs> we've evolved especially well my parents they've just kind of focused on the garden they're just buying a lot. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're in debt. <laughs> they just don't stop buying stuff off Amazon. <laughs> a lot of people just buying random things just to receive a package. Like, they don't need it. But... True. <laughs> just the excitement in yeah. their lives. They need yeah. the excitement. 
I mean, I get it when you get a package from Amazon. Yeah, it's like, oh, what have I got? I know what yeah. I've got, but I just want to open it. Yeah. Christmas morning. You just rip away the seam. Yeah, pretty sure I'm a dad. <laughs> uh, over the eight months, there's been about 20 different lamps in my front room. I think there's been 20 different ways they've organised the garden. Redecorate the whole house. Yeah. Um, I mean, it gives them something to do, but Jeff Bezos is rolling in it. <laughs> Especially after the divorce. Like, it didn't really even bother him, did it? <laughs> His wife got like 10 mil, but he's got like 10 bill. <laughs> Who is Jeff Bezos? <laughs> the owner of Amazon. How do you know who uh, Jeff Bezos is? Come on. I mean, Apple as well. iPhone 12 just came out. Yeah. iPhone 12. I'm sure, pretty sure my dad got one of them, or maybe it was iPhone 10. Mm, there was this massive, um, like GTA type heist on the M1 as well, where like there was this delivery truck, f- f- like full of like it was like five mil worth of am- like, Apple products, and then like f- I think four people or something came along, intercepted it, tied the security guy and the driver up, left them just on the edge of the M1, and just took like five mil worth of products. Fuck you know. I did hear about that. That's crazy. That's like something out of a movie or something. Yeah. It's literally a GTA heist. Literally. I don't know why, but like, instead of thinking, oh my god, that's bad, I was like, oh my god. That's like. That's so cool. Props are you getting it off, but yeah, I can't really say that, can I? <laughs> and then they drew, I think they drove about, because they tapped into the dash cam or something, they couldn't see who they are, but they drove about five, uh, 10 miles away and then had a third vehicle. And then offloaded everything, and they were gone. Smart. Like they they knew about it. They were prepping for it. They knew something was gonna happen. So the new consoles have been coming out recently: PS Five and Xbox. Which one? Uh, which one do you guys? You know, which one do you think's better? Better. Well. Uh, Which one do you prefer? Prefer the Xbox because I'm an Xbox person myself. Yeah. Like, but probably better say PS5, even though not many people have them because there's about <laughs> 40 in the world right about now. But the Xbox has been flopping. Like, mm. I think I've, I know four people who like have either pre-ordered them and they haven't come. Or they've got it and it's instantly broken. Oh my god. Like it just won't start up. They tried to link in their account and it just crashed completely. It's terrible. How can they like hype? They can't hype up the product that much and then just not have it work. Like, I like the ad though. The ads, the ads are pretty clean. Yeah. Especially the Xbox one. I know this is no ordinary. <laughs> <laughs> the best ad. People are like blowing smoke into their into their Xboxes and then trying to trying Blow to clean. Yeah, like vape smoke. And then they would like post videos and be like, Don't buy the new Xbox. But then it was just showed to be fake. And like pretty sure they put something on yeah, I think Xbox like tweeted or something. Yeah, they're like, please don't smoke into your Xbox. Yeah, like, how <laughs> Don't try and make faults with our new console. Yeah. You are purposely trying to destroy it just for publicity. <laughs> it's why, not our fault. 
Yeah. You're an idiot. <laughs> you got to stick with computers. Yeah. That's why. That's why. I, I mean, the whole what's better, PC, PS4, it was PS4 and Xbox, which one's better? They're all, um, the, they're all the same. I mean, yeah, they are pretty much the same, apart from just speed and frame rate, I guess. It's just, it's just however you want to play. But like, I just, I don't, yeah, because I'm like a casual, like, like casually play. I don't really yeah. care about the frame rate or whatever. Don't fancy spending like 1k on a PC that I'm probably PC not going to so use. Expensive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially these new consoles are like 400 to 700 each. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's mental. One's a mini fridge and one's a router. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, all these new games coming out as well. You got well, a bunch of them in September. You got Watch Dogs. The new FIFA, you got the new Call of Duty, new Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider -Man, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a little, no one really knows about it, but a little hope, mainly for the graphics. What like, you that? know, um, Until Dawn, the people who made that. Oh. Uh, like, was it Dark? Um, dark Souls. Dark Games or whatever, I don't know. But, they, yeah, they make, like, really realistic graphics. I don't know. This little hope one, the storyline's actually like it's confusing at start, but then it's really like you understand it instantly because it's um basically there's this family in like the 1700s. I think no, it's like 1900. It's like 1950 because there's a TV in there, <laughs> and their house burns down because of like their daughter is like possessed by the devil, and um. One of their kids survive, but like at the end of it, he kind of ran into the house because he wanted to kill himself. But yeah, I guess someone saved him. And uh, I don't know if I'll be that'll be on my on my wish list. Yeah, there's like it's like real times like twenty. I think it's actually twenty twenty, and then they come back on a field trip, but they have to go through Little Hope, and then the bus crashes. Oh. And he's like, each person on the bus is like a person from the family. But it's all in the head of the bus driver, which is the guy who survived, Christ. who just didn't want to go back. And it's it's just one massive story of like his whole family dying again, like him trying to save them, and then yeah, it's like a proper if you can save them all, you save them all. If you don't, they're dying. God, <laughs> pretty intense. Yeah. And then you got Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. The film's, the film's pretty good. The film's pretty good. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm. Yeah. You watch Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I have seen that film. Yeah, it's a good film with all the animation. Because pretty much, um, you know how they do like most of their shadowing and yeah. main stuff? It's just dots. Yeah. Pretty much most yeah. everything they do is just literally like pop art. Yeah. It must take so long to make, but mm. it's really Yeah. I don't think about when I watched it because it recently came out on Netflix and yeah, I watched it then. And then I just didn't think about it until I watched a video on it like a week later. So, so like, it's really good actually. It looks like you kind of forget it's an animation at some points, like, because some of it looks really realistic. What parts? I don't know, like, just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's an animation. <laughs> yeah, but it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Yeah, they it did looks it well. Good. They did it well. Especially in the game, you can get like mods on the 
into the Spider-Verse suit and oh, it's sure. like it makes it drop in frames to look like it's from the movie oh, everything's enough. like oh, it's like 10 FPS no what's the game about then FPS. do you just do like just do a bunch of missions I guess like, well if you've seen the old one it's like it's like the old one but it's just a lot better graphics yeah it's just obviously going to be a different storyline because it can't be exactly the same yeah you got new powers as well because oh yeah in the Spider-Verse, you got invisibility and like venom, like electricity or whatever. Yeah, like electricity. How does that yeah. make sense? That's in the game as well. That's pretty cool. That's like a really good thing. It incorporates that well. Um, yeah, the invisibility as well. That's in the game. Use that for stealth, obviously. Mm. And yeah, the ray tracing and like all the graphics are amazing. And that like everything is a everything has a reflection. Fair. Perfect. Like even the suits reflect. Like if it's just got a little bit of shiny surface on the suit, it just instantly reflects anything. It honestly looks amazing. Kind of makes you want to get a PS Five, but mm, mm. don't fancy spending seven hundred quid. <laughs> That's more expensive than a computer. Yeah, like get a gaming laptop for like five hundred. I got my computer for like five hundred. Yeah, it's been working for like five years. Most of that is the new Call of Duty came out. Have you really seen much on that? I haven't really seen much I on that. Really either. I haven't really I don't even... Yeah, There's I not guess. a lot of hype behind it, I don't know. The main hype's through the zombies, but everything else is just like the same as... Yeah, as exactly. Like, I feel like they're just releasing the same more, game every year. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of Black Ops 3 Zombies, but then again, I didn't really play that. Uh, I do... I got some... I've got some fond memories of playing zombies on like Xbox 360. Mm. It's just the good old days. So, what's your little uh, knowledge of gaming? Oh. <laughs> what was your input? Yeah, um, no, literally no idea. I've never played Call of Duty in my life. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I have either. I mean, you've played uh, Six Siege. Is yeah. Call of Duty is mainly is pretty much Six Siege, but it seems the same to me. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like. Call of Duty is like the main first person shooter. It's like if you're gonna get good at first person shooter, that's the game you start with. Yeah. And then Rainbow is a lot more tactics. You got a lot more stuff. More, more waiting. It's a lot more rage as well. <laughs> Spawn Deacon. A lot of people oh. camping. Yeah. I'm just you miss it. <laughs> Played against the. I played against a cheater in Dead by Daylight the other day. A cheater? Yeah. yeah but that game's flopped completely. I, know, I hate I it now. They, they added that new, uh, what's his name? The twins. Yeah, the twins is so weird. Give me so the baby. Weird. He's still a baby. You can, can, stamp, you can, you can stamp on the yeah, baby. You can kill the baby as well. Maybe we'll cut that one out, boy. <laughs> you could just chuck it off your shoulders and punt it across the map. <laughs> You can literally just stand on it. Go for a film goal. There's a bunch of you can like you can like fly around with the baby. Like fly over. around with the baby. No, you can like jump over stuff though. Like it's yeah, it's like really long. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you can go like on top of stuff, like cars and over pallets. Because if you leave it somewhere, it will like sense people near. Yeah, you? and it'll just go. It'll go rago. It'll go, yeah, it'll yeah. go mental. It do. It do be going rago. Yeah. A lot of people just. A lot of people just slug, just go in him and then just slug. 
Yeah, because it's a it's a incident, but if not, the amount of the amount of like attributes you get on yourself, like you get broken, yeah. you get exhausted, you get blind. Mm. And like it's oof. And and the baby itself has like it's like two times faster. Yeah, it's faster. Than the survivor. You can barely see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to aim the pounce, but uh, if you get up close to someone, no radius. Exactly. No red stain is yeah. Most people won't even know what on about because Dead by Daylight is really in the bin right now. Like, is it? No one. It wasn't that popular at first place. It's not like a triple A game like FIFA and Call that's of Duty. True, that's but true. They removed Bloodlust. It used to be good. They didn't, they didn't well, not removed, but it's temporarily removed for like mm. for like three days for some reason. I don't know why. They're dumb. So how's your day been, guys, so far? Uh, not much of a day so far, but very good. It's been one of those days when I just, everything just got later and later and later. So I got up early, so I was trying to write the scripts for, we've got Robin's TV tonight. Yeah. And I was trying to write the scripts for that before I came here. And then um, they kept changing what was in the show. So I kept having to rewrite all the scripts and so on and so forth. And it just kept getting later and later and later and later. I get, oh my God. And I'm sat in my dressing gown going, right, I need to leave. And like now, <laughs> it's like, oh God. So apologies for being slightly late, but here we all are now. Nah, that's no problem. We're usually in at one anyway, but oh, we okay. had to come in early for this. Oh, no right. Problem, yeah. So what's your day like? How many days a week are you guys in? So like Monday and Tuesday, we come in nine o'clock till half past 12. And then Wednesday, Thursday, it's one o'clock to half past four. Oh, uh, okay, fine. So, and then Friday is just catch-up day I guess we don't have to come in you don't have to come in no and how has it worked like with social distance have you have you always come in have you done stuff online or no we have always come in yeah. but like obviously we do like wear masks around the stadium and stuff and yeah. distance from other people in bubbles and things so. it's much better than trying to do uh, my mates at uni at the moment and he, all of his stuff is online and you like there's no mm. reason to get dressed you yeah. just like sit in your pants doing your lessons and it's yeah. like oh god and you don't see people and I'm a massive kind of people person. Yeah. I like being around people and lucky enough I've all the way through COVID I've been able to go to work, whether it's been radio or here or whatever. So I've seen people. But you know, imagine that if you if you sort of live on your yeah. own and you're furloughed or whatever and you just sat on your own, it must be horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's all by yourself, can't go near anyone. Yeah, exactly. It's um, no, it's pretty gross. So yeah, this uh, this podcast topic. So what's the so it's a it's a it's a competition or it's a campaign for Spotify or yeah, I think it's a new campaign. They just want to get young people involved in podcast creation. Awesome. So they're going to promote your podcast and get involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty much. Cool, yeah, it's exciting. Pretty damn cool. Very good. Well, I'm at your disposal. Well, yeah, with the um, stadium thing, you're working here as a pitch side commentator. Uh, I saw that like you had the whole stadium to yourself, pretty much. How was that? It's pretty mad. It's uh, it's a big place when you when you're on your own. Like, so compared to a normal match day where, uh, you know, I mean, twenty seven thousand uh, people can you know be in this place. Yeah. I think the record is just under actually. I think it's twenty nine thousand something. Um, but uh, sorry, twenty six thousand something. But. Um, when you go from that and you know the hairs on the back of your neck going up as you walk out the tunnel and you lead the teams out yeah. to sort of arriving like I remember we had a Bears uh, 
sort of like European game, which under normal circumstances would have been like a massive game, yeah. and pe- loads of people would have been here. And I just sort of turned up and was like, oh, hi, <laughs> because there's nobody here. And you're just like, oh. So it's almost like that sense of occasion yeah. um, isn't quite, isn't quite, it should be, absolutely, because it's, you know, a br- very prestigious game. You know, a bit like the sort of, I guess, the cup games we had for City. Um, when we had Villa here, you go, that would have been, that's, that's a massive game. <laughs> that's the Villa, you know? Um, but it was just like, because there's no fans here, it's not quite the same. So I think the, the, the moral of the story is that when you have a place like Ashton Gate, it's the people that make it rather than the building. Yeah. It's a lovely building, but you need the people to go in it for sure. It's because especially um, you usually do a um, kind of game with the fans at halftime or something, <laughs> higher or lower of the shirt numbers. Yeah, yeah a I'm, game I'm that nobody's them. lost yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really it, hard. <laughs> it's um, that kind of stuff, that interaction... You know, I mean, like now, just think about it. I remember when, when I do higher or lower to make sure that the kid stays in the right place, I put my arm around them. Yeah. Because otherwise, kids have this sort of... Wonder off. Yeah, exactly mm. that. Um, and that, you, can't, you absolutely couldn't do that now. You know, it's just a bizarre world in which we live. And, tape them uh, to the floor. <laughs> yeah, tape them to the floor. But like, we started doing higher or lower on Zoom. Um, so for, for Robin's TV, we, you know, we would then like... Do, do it on Zoom and it's just not quite the same mm. you don't yeah. quite get the vibe because there's a horrible delay on mm. like when you're doing mm. Zoom calls and stuff like that and um, yeah <laughs> I remember once we, we dialed into someone's house and they were having a screaming row <laughs> that appeared on the screen and the kid was in tears and, oh it was awful but um, hopefully fingers crossed now uh, at the time of recording Boris has just said that we might be able to have some fans back in yeah like a soon. small amount yeah fingers crossed for that well, lockdown's meant to end on like the second, isn't it? So lockdown, yeah, lockdown will end on the second, but it's whether it's, it's the announcement that they're gonna, the local councils are gonna make tomorrow, yeah. Thursday. Uh, we will find out what tier we're gonna be in. So if we're yeah. in tiers one and two, then we can have fans back in the stadium. If we're in tier three, then we have to wait a bit longer. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll only be a thousand. But mine, you know, a thousand people out there compared to none. Yeah. Is going to be wicked. Yeah. Can't mm. wait. Especially when you actually have some ambience now instead of having to play it. Yeah. yeah. My mate Seb with his uh, MacBook Pro and has all these sound effects. Really cool the way he does it. He's a DJ. Like, he, he's a proper full-on DJ. Yeah. Not like me, a fake DJ, like on the radio where I just, you know, essentially press one button. But he can, like, proper mix and all this kind of stuff. And he mixes those sound effects like he's mixing records. So, like, you know, if, if someone is on a run, like, you know, Semenyo's whacked in a lovely little cross into family or something like that, then he's like, you know, and he's got all these different buttons he presses, like hotkeys, he calls them. Um, so watching him do it, it's like an art. It's a new, it's a new art that's been invented yeah. because of COVID, like, you know, being able to mm. do those fake sound effects and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that's been interesting. Although sometimes... And there was one game where something had got stuck on a loop somewhere and there was this really annoying, like, it sounded like a bike chain going round and round. Like, click, 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 click. And um, I remember John Lansdowne coming up to me and going, Downsy, what is that noise? And I'm going, I don't know, but we're trying to sort it out. So it has its pros and cons, but... Um, we're yeah, having a malfunction. That. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, and it's how you recover from it. It's fine to make mistakes, you know, but it's how you recover. That's that's what I found. Yeah. Like if I get a, if I get a player's name wrong, 
Um, it's then how you just say it quickly and fast. Yeah. If it's oh, a complicated I'm hopeless. Name. <laughs> I'm hopeless with the player names. Um, well, I saw recently on Twitter and Instagram you became a patron for um, It's in the Bag. Ah, the charity. It's in the Bag, yes. Um, what a charity. I think the, um, the, the wonderful thing about It's in the Bag is that it talks about things that... Uh, are pretty uncomfortable sometimes and people don't want to talk about and I quite like talking about things that make people feel uncomfortable (laughs) I quite like unseating people Um, and it's in the bag it's a testicular cancer charity Uh, a mate of mine about three four years ago had testicular cancer and was helped by it's in the bag and they sort of came on my radar and it's it's a really it's a really simple message you know for guys to check their balls and you know 97% rate of of survival if you catch it early enough um so if i can lend my skills which is essentially being a show-off <laughs> being gobby and uh i host their awards i host their um events we do a thing called the testicle festival um, which is down in taunton every summer we didn't do it this year obviously um and they, you know bands come down and play and stuff and that's pretty cool I always get sunburned at that. It's always mm. sunny. That's what I associate that with. Um, but we used to do gigs at the tunnels. We used to have uh, big gala balls, that kind of stuff. Uh, quite appropriate for it's in the back, <laughs> a gala ball. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just like to be able to, it's kind of something that means something to me. And uh, it's, it's not, again, it's not difficult. It's, it's stuff I do already, like, you know, hosting yeah. stuff. I just do it for free for them. If you want to book me, I'll charge you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really making anything during this. <laughs> I don't think anyone is, do I? God. Mm. Yeah, no, it's been one of those times, like, for the, for the first however many months, of course, there was no football, there was no rugby. Mm. So that was my income straight out the window um, mm. for, for the mm. sports stuff. Thankfully, for the radio stuff, it was, it was slightly different because um, we could carry on with the radio stuff. But... But yeah, what about you guys? You've been able to do any work? You like earning on the side? I mean, like, not really. But like the first lockdown, like transitioning from year eleven to year twelve, there's like no work to do, so you just sat at home mm. doing nothing. Yeah. So it's frustrating. It's kind of nice in a way. Like some of my mates who were on furlough and stuff, they got a lovely tan and yeah. you know and all that kind of stuff. But like, it's just dull. Isn't it? You'd rather be getting on with stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's just certain jobs during this if like some have got the big advantage of like say Joe Rogan podcasts, mm-hmm. people wanna be listening to them more and more because they ain't got much to do. Yeah. And then people who go out and about meeting people they can't really do much, can they? Exactly that. Do you know what? You talk about Joe Rogan, uh, his listening figures went to the roof during lockdown, but 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 so did listening to the radio. So with my Sam yeah. FM hat on, um the listening figures from there like increased 20, 30, 40% during lockdown, which is great for us because obviously bigger audience means more people hear our adverts and stuff like that. Yeah. But they were adverts for shops and of course you couldn't go to the <laughs> shop. So, you know, it's, uh, it's frustrating. So it definitely has its pros and cons. Um, but yeah, certainly for things like this, like for podcasts and stuff like that, the amount of people A, doing podcasts has gone up and B, listening to podcasts. Um, the numbers for audio, which of course has been you know my medium for a, a long time, um, it's great to see. You know, it's great to see this, the audio boys getting a chance over the over the YouTubers for a change. For a yeah. yeah, YouTube in- incomes like gone really down because of demonetization as well. 
just a lot more people going to Twitch to live stream as well. Yeah. Because they just can't get anything. Like, Twitch is just going mental, isn't it? I, I remember somebody saying to me about Twitch. So, my other half's a gamer. Um, plays World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy. And, you know, I mean, so it's, I don't get it. It's, I've, you know, <laughs> it's, not, it's not my thing. But, but that's not to say it's not fun. And uh, he's really good at it. And... Uh, introduced me to Twitch and said, oh, this is Twitch where people watch other people playing games. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you watch other people playing video games. Why would you not just want to play video games yourself? Yeah. But there's a whole, like, there's a whole community out there yeah. that, you know, CBA to play the game themselves or get it set up or pay for it or whatever. Yeah. So they watch other people. And I'm like, wow, this is incredible. But like you say, then Twitch is being used as a platform to do other stuff. And uh, one of the big radio presenters, he was on I'm Celebrity. Do you remember Ian Lee? He was on I'm Celebrity a couple of years ago. Um, he was the one that stole the strawberries and cream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Uh. So, uh, so he got fired from his radio job, but started doing a radio show on Twitch. So because it's free to sign up and, you know, it's a, it's a live platform and you can interact with the chat boxes and stuff like that. Actually, what a cool way to do a radio show. Mm. you know on Twitch yeah. so you can see who you're talking to and you can have that live interaction so yeah so he goes live on Twitch every night and you know hosts this radio show so yeah it's like technology and the diversification uh, is amazing like Robin's TV like you know yeah. I mean Robin's TV was always a thing before lockdown they um, it wasn't quite as involved they would just do like commentary on the games uh, but now we run a TV station out of Ashton Gate Mm, which is incredible. incredible yeah. Yeah. We've got a full gallery up, up in the, the balcony level um, and we can, you know, like uh, if I'm out and about, they can cross to me wherever I am. And, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, there's, there's a TV station here and it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. how we've adapted to, to COVID and, and made it better. And, you know, so fans can at least get a bit of insight on, and see rather than just having a game. So it's been interesting to see how, how, how people have, uh, changed and developed and had to adapt really I guess yeah um, uh, I guess we've kind of talked about it but like how has the whole situation affected your commentaries for games and things like yeah no I think I, I think the it's I was I was really surprised at um, the difference in how you how you approach it mm-hmm. um, and there's always that bit of uh, like I was, I was having this conversation earlier like radio is you don't really see any it's a bit like us now we're sat in a room no we can't see the people listening to this no. you know there, I mean there might be thousands yeah. um, mm, and <laughs> there might be thousands <laughs> who knows let's hope um, but we can't see them so they're not they're not bothering yeah. us but when you walk out there um, he says pointing to pointing to the stadium um, it's, that's slightly different people can see you you know yeah. and that's sort of that churn of nerves and you still get, no matter how many times, you know, I do it, you still get a bit nervous because you mm. don't want to mess anything up or make a mistake or whatever. Um, so the preparation for that and the preparation for doing stuff in COVID where there's no fans, you do, you know, I shouldn't really say this, but you do get a bit kind of relaxed about it. You go, well, yeah. there's no fans out there, so no one's going to see me fluff up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, maybe I can just be a bit more relaxed or whatever. But it does come by on the bum. Like, you know, if you don't do your prep properly, there can be, uh, there can be errors. Like, you know, I'd stop learning the opposition team names because normally in front of 
you know, 20 odd thousand yeah. people, I want to make sure that I get everybody's name right. Yeah. Um, obviously City, you know, but like when there's the opposing teams with incredible names that you can't pronounce, but when there's nobody here, you go, well, I probably won't bother doing that. Mm. And then it comes to a sub and I need to announce the subs on and I go, oh Christ, I've not learned how to say that name. I don't know what it is. Bread bin? I've no idea. Um, so yeah, def- definitely need to just sort of stay sharp really. Yeah. Would they not, um, there's a massive TVs out there that usually show the um, number and player. Would yeah. they not just play them? Because they have like live coverages of the game that you can watch. Yeah, for sure. So the, so the, the announcements in bowl that I do coincide with the screen. So what we try and do is do it at the same time. Uh, yeah. um, and uh, the main, one of the main reasons of announcing the subs is so on the fourth gantry level, we have all the press. So all the radio people, the people that work for the TVs, yeah. newspapers, magazines. So if they've not, if they, because they're up so high, they don't necessarily see the touchline. And a sub can happen like yeah. that. You can miss it. So one of the reasons that I'll verbally announce them is so the press, press get it as well. But you're absolutely right. It goes on the screen and most people... Like certainly at home, watching on the TV, you'll see the sort of the ons and the offs. Um, it's one of those things that we've always done. It's just an inherent football thing. You announce the subs on and off. Um, what, why do we do that? But we don't announce yellow cards. I don't know. Yeah. It's like one of those football things. That's just how it is. Mm. Um, so I'm sure being a pitch eye commentator and everything, you've interviewed a player or two. So who's been the um, your best person you've interviewed? <laughs> Um, that's a tough one. Gosh, who's been the best? I think in terms of um, in terms of rugby, there's a chap called Max Laheef who he's a very eloquent young man who's who uses lots of words. He's quite uh, his vocabulary is quite interesting. Um, he's very interesting to interview. Uh, the trouble with Max is. That, that you never quite know how long he's going to go on for. <laughs> it's like, he might go on for three minutes, four minutes. And of course, when you're in a live environment, you just need to be able to manage that. So he's, he's a really cool guy. Um, for City, um, I think, you know, on the touchline, we had Ian Wright. So Ian Wright came yeah, to the I game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, uh, it was, you know, Lee Johnson invited him down. And I thought that he might be a bit kind of up himself and a bit yeah. kind of like oh well I'm Ian Wright and you know <laughs> blah 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 but you know what he was the nicest guy yeah. and he was like yeah I'll do anything you want and do photos and I'll sign anything and you know whatever whatever um, and it just goes to prove like you know these people that are like you know, Ian Wright mega famous you know on the telly all over the place ex-footballer recently as well with yeah, all exactly. the Christmas ads yeah. correct um, he's just a lovely bloke and it, it goes to show people are just people and we're all flesh and blood and it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, what you've done or what your career has been, like, we're, we should all just treat each other as people, man. Be kind. Yeah. <laughs> Who has been the person that's inspired you the most from, like, interviews and things, like, from what they've said, maybe? Um, so, it's difficult, to, it's difficult to sort of, like, single out uh, any sort of, one yeah. person or celebrity or whatever, the hands up the most inspiring moment in my career thus far, working with the Robbins Foundation, working with the, um, the, the Bristol Bears Community Foundation, 
was doing a, we have a disability journalists programme. Um, so people of all disabilities uh, on this scheme, so they might be on the autistic spectrum or, you know, whatever it might be. And there's this one girl who was non-verbal, so she didn't talk. And, uh, but, you know, we'd been to various things and we'd been to like a rugby game and whatever. But we brought her into the radio studio and we sat her in the on-air chair, like we're sat now in front of the microphone. And we opened the microphone, the red light went on in the studio and we couldn't shut her up. And it was for me, and it still makes me emotional now, it's one of those moments where you go, oh my goodness, something I do has inspired someone to be better or to achieve their goal or to do something amazing. And that was an amazing moment for me. And it's a moment that will stay with me forever. And, you know, you can interview as many celebrities as you like, but when it comes to a real moment like that, yeah, that's the best. It's just the little things, yeah. Yeah, for sure, 100%. It was nice meeting the celebrities too as well. I, I remember doing, when, when we played Derby County last season, I remember doing my intro piece to camera in the tunnel. And I said, we won't do it until Derby arrive. So what I wanted to do was I wanted a picture with Rain Rooney. So as Wayne Rooney was coming back, yeah. like they just snapped the shot just as I was introducing him. So yeah, I got a picture with Rain Rooney. He didn't know I got a picture with him, but I did. So those moments are cool as well. Yeah, I think I was at that game with, against Derby. And um, uh, I think, has, has Wayne really, really done that much recently? <laughs> well, they're not doing very well at the moment. It's very a CDM. Yeah, I think he's, um, I don't know, I, he wants to retire now, doesn't he? I think that's, yeah. I, I think he wants to stop yeah. playing. He has done a lot. I wonder whether that's though because he do not want the blame anymore. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you ain't getting any older, no. uh, any younger, sorry. And I think the older you get, obviously, the certainly in my case, the more... The, the more knackered you become. Can't um, lost forever. <laughs> yeah, correct. Especially in sport, like you know, there, there comes a point where you do just have to, like you know, hang up the boots, I guess. Yeah. Which is hard because you know it's all you've ever done. But if you've yeah. got another bit of career to get to, I guess, um, and whether that's management for him or like you know media, like like Ian, Ian Wright or Gary Lineker, that kind of stuff, I guess there's that route. Um, I always kind of wondered about sports media because because I'd never played sport at professional level. There's not there's not amazing amounts of presenters that haven't played sport yeah. before. Uh, mm. Craig Doyle that does rugby, um, so he you know he wasn't a player. He's just a, a presenter. Uh, Sarah also does rugby. Um, Sarah Elgin she she'd never played professional rugby. Um, so there are examples, but not many. Like most sports yeah. presenters have played sport, which kind of gives them that, it's a bit of gravitas really. If you've been a footballer, you're sort of qualified to, you know, to have an opinion. So the art of presenting for me is not having an opinion. I, I'm not qualified to talk about sport really. Um, so that's why we have guests. Yeah. So I question the guests, they're the experts. I'm just the yeah. glue that holds it all together. I guess that's kind of how the um, Peter Crouch podcast came about. Yes, he wanted to share his experiences like as someone who has been there, done that, yeah, captain and everything. And that that <laughs> that podcast is a fantastic example of it. Just sounds like they're mates. Yeah, you know? they're just yeah. chilling in a bar with a pint, just talking. Yeah, exactly that. And that you know is if you can get a podcast that does that, that it doesn't sound like it's a podcast almost. Yeah. Um, you know, a bit like a bit like this one. We're all just sat here chilling like links. Um, and I think that's you know, 
a fine example of that and it makes me laugh and uh, to be honest with you that's you know the, the city podcast that we do Robin's Nest um, is pretty pretty much based upon upon that format I wouldn't necessarily say we've copied them we have a bit um, <laughs> but that was certainly a lot of the inspiration for, for the Robin's Nest podcast which unfortunately at the moment is on hold because of Covid because we can't get people in the same room we did see some online it's not quite the same, you know. It's not quite the same when you can't get people in the, in the same room. And I, I don't want to be the cause of another COVID outbreak at Bristol City, so I'm quite happy to, to, be, uh, to be on hold at the moment. What's been one of your favourite moments throughout your career? Um, Man United here. I was, I was a Man United fan when I was a kid. Uh, my dad used to take me to Old Trafford every other week. We used to travel from Oxford to Manchester. Um, so I grew up being a Man United fan. Um, and coming here for that game was incredible when you know when the draw was made I remember I was at home and I was going please let it be Man United please let it be Man oh my god it's Man who were you rooting for in that game I, I had to root for City that day I, it was a tough decision it was because you know obviously it's yeah. the team I've supported all my life um, and you know with my dad being from Manchester I felt like you know a real Manchester yeah. United fan rather than you know the ones that are from London um, but yeah I had sports City, of course you know, working here and knowing the guys and knowing some of the team at that time, uh, you know, it was, of course you want them to win, you know, 100%, mm. def- definitely that. And, and we actually did win as well. And they did, yeah. they Very did, those words, yeah. It's Smith will stay with us forever. And I hate to say it, with Man United, they are signing like a lot of younger, so they're, they're, mm, they still got really good players, but... Um, they're not as good as they used to be, I don't think. Yeah, it's a, tra- it's a definite transition time for them, isn't it? And I think um, it might come right in like a few years, like, you know, to, yeah. to, to sort of drag those players through the system. But yeah, the days of um, Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah, Alex you know, reigning supreme, and um, it's that's, that sort of hat seems to have gone back to Liverpool. Like when I was growing up, that was always the way around. So Liverpool were always the dominant team in, in, in Division One as it was then before the Premier League came around. Um, so Liverpool were always, you know, winning everything and they were at the height of their fame. And then that kind of slipped and then it was Man United and you know, the the Red Devils had the reign for a bit and I think it sort of slipped back and then Chelsea became sort of pretty dominant yeah. and, and so on and so forth. So it's doing a bit of a circle, but you're right, yeah. Poor old Man United lads are not doing so well at the minute. Now we got Southampton, we got Aston Villa, yeah. West Ham. They're pulling, they're pulling back. Well, and do you remember, and like you know, <laughs> the, the incredible journey that Leicester had, um, yeah. which was you know that was a mental season. I was actually at the first when the Premier League first started. Was it called the Premiership to start with? I think it was called the Premiership yeah. to start with. Um, it was about 1993 and. Um, uh, Man United were in the in the final. It was like the playoff final. If they won that game, they won the Premier, whatever it was, legal Premiership. Uh, we were playing Blackburn Rovers at Old Trafford, and I was there the first time they ever lifted the trophy. That so that was that was an incredible, incredible moment. I was uh, stood in the Stretford end with my dad and my brother Nick, and yeah, amazing moment. Mm. So what happens next? With so you have so you have to edit it all together, obviously. And, yeah, yeah. So we have to sync all this up or f- yeah. <laughs> syncing. Oh, you have to sync the two mics up. Yeah, and then yeah. we got because we've done it in separate segments. So we did okay. two yesterday. We have to sync that up, but we have transition um, music, so it's not going to be like a proper podcast. It's just going to be like okay, edit in between. More edited, yeah. Okay, and when does it have to be in? 
the deadline tomorrow I think tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> but it shouldn't be that hard because it isn't a podcast it's just voices yeah so. that's shouldn't one be of that the hard. beauties of doing the radio stuff is that the files are so much smaller yeah. and you don't have to spend you know huge amounts of time video editing the the rugby podcast we did we started doing as a vodcast yeah. um, and trying to edit that and oh god it's so much it more work so yeah it does even just transferring files takes so long. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ra- radio and audio has always been my favourite medium for, for doing editing because it's just quicker. Yeah. Just just get it done, and um, you don't have to wear as much makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible because um, on TV I I always wear hats. It's my thing. But for Robin's TV, yeah. sometimes because of the lights and stuff, um, they make me take my hat off. Which I don't really like, but um, because I've got such a shiny head, yeah. they uh, there's like special makeup to make your head less shiny. <laughs> it's like it's called anti shine, so I have to like put this stuff on my head, and it makes me horribly hot and sweaty. Um, but yeah, the things things you do for your media, mate. Yeah, that is the way it is. Good stuff. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thanks yeah, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Absolute pleasure. Um, and yeah, good luck with it all. So that's about it for the first episode of the podcast. Um, Thanks for listening. And if you want to see more, uh, let us know. And let us know what you want to see. Well, what you want to hear. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. So thanks for listening. Bye.